first in L.A., was gay bars were raided, you know, as you know, all the time, maybe every night, and one of the things that people got arrested for was dancing together. Uh, two guys dancing together might be arrested for committing lewd acts, um, and that's exactly what happened to a guy named Dick Michaels and his boyfriend. Uh, they were uh, they were arrested. They were, uh, you know, taken to jail, and Dick Michaels was uh, a guy who just didn't feel like that was right. He decided that this kind of thing would not be able to prevail if gays were able to be in touch with each other. Um, he set about acquiring an existing newsletter in L.A. They made something, there's four of them or something, called the Los Angeles Advocate. It was a newsletter. They cranked it out in secret on a mimeograph machine in the basement of the ABC building in Los Angeles, and it went out for a quarter. Uh, it was distributed to the bars in L.A., and from that day to this, 40 years later, the Advocate has published continuous, continuously, grown and grown and grown, changed and changed and changed, and we're excited about our next 40 years. Now, for listeners who haven't looked through The Advocate, because I think there's still a stigma. You know, you go mm. into a, a Barnes & Noble or a Borders, and if you're someone who, who might be straight but mm -hmm. sympathetic, you know, mm -hmm. when, you, mm -hmm. when you hover near the, the gay and lesbian section of a bookstore, <laughs> there's still, yeah. you know... Uh, I guess it's the same as if you hover near the erotica section, but regardless, um, can you tell totally. listeners a bit about the content of it? What, uh, who, you know, what can um, listeners expect to find? That is such a great question, and it's such a great observation, I just have to say. Um, I know very well that, that it can feel uh, a little bit like um, a scary thing to do, Really, it's an unknown thing to do. If you're straight and you and you hover near the gay section, will someone, you know, come and think some sexual thing? Um, and really, that's kind of a recap of the story we just told, isn't it? That you know these guys were dancing, and uh, you know, it, the the law of the land at that time was that they could be assumed to be doing something much more sexual. We still kind of play that out. If you go uh, to see the advocate on the newsstand you will find something that is, I would say, a lot like Time or Newsweek, except sassier. And by that, I don't mean dirtier. I mean uh, the, the advocate today covers the news of the nation and the world, as well as arts and entertainment, from, you know, through the eyes of LGBT people. So it's not solely LGBT news, it's the world through our eyes, and uh, frequently what we have to tell these days is a story in which we are not uh, kind of shoved to supporting role status, because um, that's what tends to happen. When, when, the, when the advocate was founded, there was no place to get any information about us. There was no way for us to get in touch with each other. Now the advocate serves a different function. Yeah, um, just looking at the website, there's a, uh, which I should let listeners know, is uh, advocate.com, and uh, there's a cover-to-cover -cover, 
feature. Oh, yeah. And uh, just looking at some of the random ones that have been pulled up, you know, Bill Clinton on the cover, a uh, picture of a uh, a gay family, and it says, you know, what's wrong with this family, which looks just like any of the issues of Time Magazine covering it. Uh, interesting ones looking at uh, religion, which, uh, you know, certainly Newsweek and Time have seem, seem to be on a... Uh, uh, a Jesus craze of of late, and I mean no disrespect to that, just simply no, 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 that they that they certainly do. As the world is, seems to be collapsing, uh, you know, all around us, there's all <laughs> these questions about, you know, uh, was Jesus real and so forth. And the advocate yes. has one: is uh, is God gay? Uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was quite a controversial cover for us, as you can imagine. Oh, absolutely. Well, one one question that I think has to be asked is, as we're here on non corporate radio. Uh, there Good. seems to be uh, a problem. It, maybe it's changed, and maybe you could talk about that. But um, getting sponsors or advertisers for uh, uniquely gay uh, publications, television, film, mm-hmm. well, film, you don't have advertisers, you have producers, but mm-hmm. is that a problem with The Advocate, or, or have programs like... Um, you know, Will and Grace and some of the others um, change that, or do do we not consider those "quote unquote" gay entertainment? Mm-hmm. Boy, another great question. Certainly, one that there's uh, a, a very lively discussion about in the LGBT community. Let me let me let me start with the first question. Do we have trouble getting advertisers? That picture has gradually changed along with everything else for us over the years but we really have a very appreciative mutual relationship with people who have been with us from the beginning who stood by us who um, believe that it's important to advertise in the gay press because there are a lot of companies who feel that way certainly we we uh, we always have to tip our hats to Absolute Vodka. They were years ago one of the uh, one of the first big companies to take the plunge, and they and they did it in a big way with the Advocate. They've been very staunch supporters of ours. Um, and I can tell you, a journalist feels uh, you know a little bit funny saying thank you so much to our advertisers. Uh, because we don't bend to them, but I do feel that for this publication, there's a sense in which we're all in this together. They know it's important that we keep publishing, and we know it's important that that we say thank you. It's not a, it's not an entirely simple decision yet. And what about programs today, like uh, Will and Grace or um, the L Word or things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Have they helped the advocate have they are they viewed as as um are they popular among the lgbt community or are they considered you know just another way of trying to make uh make the community appear safe or Mm non-threatening or i mean i don't know if i'm characterizing it correctly but Mm -hmm. um you know what what has been the the reaction to I mean, it almost looks as if uh, being part of this community is is trendy. If one were to watch uh, NBC or Showtime, sure, sure. Um, again, 
there's a lively discussion about this in the community. I think there, let me ask your first question first. Are, are, are programs like Will and Grace and the L Word an attempt to exploit gay people or, uh, you know, paint them in a, uh, a more glamorous light perhaps or safer light? You know, sure. I mean, let's be honest. In any commercial enterprise, you want to portray uh, the people you're writing about as attractive because it's really simple. If you don't, people don't want to watch. Are these entirely realistic portraits of LGBT people, every kind of person? No, not at all. But then neither is neither was Dallas, you know, or Dynasty, or uh, you know, Sex in the City. I don't bump into too many people that look like Brad Pitt or that look like, uh, you know, uh, Kim Basinger on a, on a daily basis. So, exactly uh, right. absolutely. No, neither do I. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's almost an unfair question because it, it expects that there should be some exceptionalism for some communities rather than others. And that's just not the case. Well, it is, it is really important to, to give the other side of, of the discussion in our community uh, kind of equal time, which is something that we try to do in The Advocate as well. In some ways, the LGBT community has been really hamstrung a little bit by its own success in terms of, of its being a civil rights movement, a, a grassroots revolutionary movement. Uh, in the early days, we were you know, anybody that had the courage to stand up at all and say, guess what, I'm gay, tended to be a certain kind of person. And that, and that kind of person was also the kind of person who would be uh, organizing a peace march, who would be demonstrating against, uh, you know, nuclear plants somewhere. In other words, activists by nature were really, in the beginning, the only people who were willing to be identified as gay. Well, yeah, they were very successful. Now, uh, gay people are so many more. The, the, the fact that we are able in so many other arenas to be visible at all has given us the permission, if you will, the, the possibility to be all the different kinds of people that we are. And a lot of gay people, just like a lot of straight people, really want to you know, raise their kids, uh, go to school, go to church, plant their garden, have a family you know, have a 401k. What have been, I want to remind listeners that they're in tune to KUCI and Irvine. This is Justice or Just Us. We're speaking with Ann Stockwell. She's the uh, editor of uh, The Advocate, celebrating four decades. And uh, in the past four decades, what uh, have been some of the major uh, political or social issues that uh, have been recurring themes? Oh, gee. You thought this um, was going to be easy, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever easy in my job. <laughs> there you go. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, let me let me start with uh, "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." That uh, that's a simple slogan for a, a, a conflict that goes back an awfully long time. That our magazine has been instrumental in covering. Um, you know, back in the in the in the eighties. For the first time, the military really started singling out gay people to drum them out of the, the service. 
many, many uh, events ensued. Then we got to Bill Clinton. Then we got to this uh, this candidate who'd never really been to Washington saying, guess what, I'm, I'm willing to say the word gay, which was as recently as, you know, 1990. This was extraordinary. Nobody ever said our names just, you know, 15 years ago. Um, and sure enough, the minute he got to office, he encountered a firestorm that he was too naive as a candidate to know was going to happen to him in, in uh, response to an absolute refusal by the Joint Chiefs of Staff to implement uh, an open policy in the military for gays and lesbians, he, he came up with this idiotic, sorry, but it is a policy called Don't Ask, Don't Tell, it was supposed to compromise with everybody, please nobody. More service members have been drummed out of the, the services than, you know, than ever under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And, and we have chronicled all this, and it does seem that we may be finally in a place to defeat it and, and move on to the kind of policy that maybe Clinton envisioned in the first place. I want to build on that for a minute. And, uh, you know, we've got an election coming up. And um, I vote third party, and so I usually yeah. get uh, get criticized by just about everybody under the sun for. Uh, you mean you voted for Ralph Nader? I did vote for Ralph Nader. Uh huh. And uh, I I get uh, you know I can't in good conscience vote for someone that uh, isn't uh, this being someone who's straight. I can't mm-hmm. vote for someone who would. Uh, be against gay marriage or even try to uh, to sit on the fence by saying, well, I'm for civil unions, but I'm against gay marriage. I'm an educator, and I could never tell my students, well, you know what? The black students, you'll get a certificate of completion. The white <laughs> students, you'll get a diploma. Suddenly, it's a return to separate but equal. Yeah. And the way I see it, the two major parties have minority communities, whether it's African-American or Chicano-Latino or the LGBT, LGBT community, yes. take them for granted. Because, you know, the Democrats are saying, what are they going to do, vote Republican? You know, what are they going to do, risk it and vote for the Green Party or for Libertarians mm-hmm. or whatnot? Mm-hmm. And because of that, we don't see any movement in mm-hmm. uh, policy among any of the top Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. And yet my friends who are in the LGBT community say that I'm actually doing more harm to the community by voting for a third-party candidate. So there was this uh, unique debate where uh, you actually had all the Democratic candidates uh, at a LGBT forum. And I'm curious if you could comment on, try to make sense of everything I just said and talk about um, how does the advocate approach uh, presidential elections. Um, well, I was at that forum. Let me start there. And everything that you've said uh, is part of why I love my job, because I, I honestly believe there are few beats, if you will, that are so complex and so fascinating. Uh, a, a lot of the contradictory uh, sort of line of reasoning that you just gave me is, is I feel that that's our job to try and help people sort it out because what people feel about LGBT people is not really logical. 
we're trying very hard as a country and a world, I think, to come to grips with uh, how we really feel about people whose differences have a source that we don't yet quite understand. And that does, I, I absolutely realize, that does make LGBT people frightening. That's just human. Uh, even, you know, when we, when we have a, now we're getting very philosophical, but, but when, when some intelligent researcher cracks the DNA code and, and we understand a little better, even just a little better, what the origins are that make us gay or lesbian, bisexual, transgender, uh, and then on top of that, what choices we make in our lives. The minute all that is a little better understood, we're going to see a, a lot of straightening out in the electorate, straightening out, you know, obviously, they did, like working in a more logical way. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> Sorry. No. But with this, even, even at this forum, uh, you know, the presidential candidates would not call it a debate. They, that's how sensitive this subject is. The point was to show up. The point was to show up and speak directly on television to gay and lesbian people. This has never been done, especially when, um, when it's this early in the campaign, when anything you say, you know, like your Miranda rights, whatever, anything you say could be used against you. Anything you say that even is said directly to LGBT people, you know, you can be pretty sure somebody is going to drag it up and say, you know, well, you're consorting with the enemy. You know, you're you're condoning homosexual, you're you're endorsing homosexual, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, that's all crazy, isn't it? But that's that's what we can all expect, and it makes for a crazy environment. Must make for good copy, though, because you've got all these wonderful things to uh, to try to make sense of and to uh, point and counterpoint and so forth. That is very well said. I never go to work and think, oh, gee, what do we put in this issue? You know, um, you know, it's chauvinistically, to use an old-fashioned word, I, I would say to you that I think um, uh, gay people tend to be fascinating people. They tend to be people who have... Um, have had to and have been often excited to make their own lives, become their own people, do the work that it takes uh, to become someone who has something special to give the world. You know, gay people are, what can I say, we're pretty cool. Uh, there you go. Well, with that, I know that uh, I know that we've got. Well, thank you. There's uh, uh, you've got a very busy day, but I want to be sure to uh, to briefly talk about the the 40 list. Uh, yes. Tell uh, tell how this uh, was it a, a poll, a reader poll. Tell us our listeners about the the advocate 40 list and uh, who made number one. Um, yes, it was a reader poll. And as I've said several times, you know, our community is a very contentious community. And in our 40-year history, one thing the advocate had never really dared to do was invite anyone to rank our heroes in terms of who our readers felt was really the top one and, and you know, who was the most popular, who had meant the most, who had made the most difference. And, and for our 40th anniversary, we decided for the first time with the cooperation of our readers we would 
we would attempt to rank the top 40 gay heroes, just like the top 40 pop songs. And by a cons first of all, our readers took it very seriously. Thousands voted. And, um, and number one, by a wide margin, was Ellen DeGeneres. Now, when one looks at the list, one sees uh, one sees a lot of celebrities or pop culture icons. Uh, yeah. One doesn't see, and I'm not going to exclude, but one doesn't see a lot of uh, civil rights leaders or or politicians. Though there are, there are certainly exceptions. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on that is is uh is that problematic or is it even better because uh, a celebrity like Ellen DeGeneres has far more media coverage than uh than someone say like an Al Sharpton or a Jesse Jackson and I mean that is the truth of the matter Well you know what um I would really dis I would really dispute that uh I was I was afraid that only celebrities would make the list but you know what I it never pays to underestimate our readers. They are one smart bunch and very dedicated. And in fact, the um, the list was surprisingly diverse in terms of entertainment figures and politicians. I mean, Ellen was number one. Number two was Barney Frank. Uh, number three was Harvey Milk, and number four was Matthew Shepard. Fair enough. You're right. I mean, I, I thumbed through it. I didn't do a, a mathematical count. But sure. what what are your thoughts on? I mean, I mean, someone like Ellen has a, a star power and coverage that that you know everyone will know. Number one, will people know numbers two, three, and four? Will people remember Matthew Shepard? Uh, well, that's part of why I'm here. There you go. <laughs> so, um, what? Uh, who is your favorite? Or is that not a fair question for the editor of an advocate magazine? <laughs> oh, gee. Um, hopefully, I didn't get to my job by being that dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. What was that? <laughs> I said, I said, I don't think it would be a good idea for me to 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 say who's my favorite. They're all my favorites. There you, you go. Know? A very diplomatic answer. I will say, I was surprised that uh, Homer Simpson uh, didn't make it on the list. Well, Homer's not gay. Well, he's not, um, but or but or the Simpsons writers, or because they certainly have done a lot, I think. For uh, but I, I'm I'm jesting just a little bit, but uh, they actually have covered uh, you know the issue of gay marriage and well, yeah. uh, and well, we put the Simpsons on our cover. We put Homer Simpson on our cover. Do you know that? I did not know that. You see? Well, you there, there you drive. go. So, you know what? Just another, another wonderful surprise. Well, uh, it's a great issue. I encourage listeners to to go pick it up, and you know, don't be afraid. Go pick it up. It doesn't mean anything. And uh, hey, for all you know, you you are gay. You know, you are lesbian. Hey, let, me, so. <laughs> let me just say one very quick thing. We are we are very determined at this point to cover much more than just gay issues. I, I truly think that I can, I can say, if you're straight, there's going to be something in there that you will not read anywhere else that will fascinate you about your life. And it is uh, The Advocate. They're celebrating 40 years, and uh, you could check it out on advocate.com. And one final question, uh, what do you think is going to be uh, one or two of the major issues that uh, the LGBT community is going to be facing in the next four decades? Or how about just the next four months? 
Well, in the next four months, we're going to be trying, um, you know, to keep ourselves from being used as some kind of crazy wedge to befoul the Constitution and throw an election. That's going to be the most immediate thing. Um, as for farther down the line, why don't we talk again sometime? Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know that uh, this was last minute for you, but uh, I want to thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to take you at your word. We're going to have you on again soon. Wonderful. Great questions. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Okay. Bye-bye. And we will be back after a little bit more from La Tigre. Stick around.